I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Starring Grand Gustin as Baron slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and with me are all my amazing, fantastic, geek-tastical co-hosts, Miss Amy Marie, Brittany Rivera, and Andrew Dice. How are you guys doing today? Good. I thought you were going to be like Barry Allen slash Savitar. <laughs> well, I'm. Well, I guess. Well, I guess. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this episode. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Probably shouldn't be listening to this episode if you haven't seen this episode. That's a, you know what? That's an ex- excellent point. If you're listening you haven't watched the episode, then screw you. Um, so I'm cool. glad I... Well, I mean, no, you know what? Hey, if Kevin Smith can tell a, like a, like an like an artist of like 8,000 people at Paley Fest, you know, like if you haven't seen the episode, then, you know, shame on you and a few, um, which he literally did, then, you know, I'm sure I can be... Like, I can give like a p- more polite version of that. So, uh, but hopefully everyone has seen this episode that is that are listening to our discussion because, boy, we definitely got uh, ourselves a huge one to discuss. Uh, before we um, get to that, um, just some quick uh, news. Um, if you still haven't um, donated to um, Tom Cavanaugh and Grant Gustin's Indigo Ca- Indigo Go Go campaign uh, for their uh, little heist film called uh, Tom and Grant, you can still donate. Uh, I think there's still two more days or so, and they're at 82% of their reaching their goals. So uh, click on the link in the description for this episode and help them get, reach their goal. And plus, there's some really cool perks. If you if you donate just five dollars, you could get them to record you a personal um, voice message. So just for five dollars, um, if you claim that perk, so um, so help them, you know, because you you love Tom Cannon, you love Grand Gustin, so make sure to help them and and get them to reach their goal because they're only eighteen percent away from hitting their goal. Um, and also speaking of Grand Gustin, um, you know, not not that it relates to the show much, but it does relate to him because um, um, it it looks like Mr. Barry Allen will get the. What what is it called? Um, life imitates art because he's gonna be. He has another engagement because he and his girlfriend got engaged this, w- this weekend. Uh, so, major congrats to them if you're listening. Uh, but they're probably off. Because I think they're season three is done. They wrapped production, so um, I'm sure they're off and uh, you know enjoying their vacation. But major congrats to them. Uh, and um, uh, I don't I don't think he sang to her during the proposal. But you know what? I'm sure he he found something just as romantic. So major congrats and. Uh, May you have an amazing wedding that uh, hopefully doesn't get interrupted by a super speeding speedster or a grill or anything like that because I don't I, I guess that would suck but um, but those are all the news um, so let's do this let's get into episode twenty of the Flash season three called I know who you are subtitle Holy F what just happened so 
we got introduced <laughs> a new character this week, uh, Tracy Brand, who we got we were teased about last week as she she played a part in the attempt of taking down Savitar in the future. So when the future when Barry went to see Emo Barry in the future, he got you know he left with some research of how to stop Savitar, and now as he's back in 2017, they're they attempted to find Tracy Brand, uh, who was at a different stage in her life than they initially thought. So, um, let's start with you, Amy. What did you think of the introdu- introduction of uh, Tracy and um, uh, her dynamic to some of the characters? You know, she was a really likable character for me. I really enjoyed seeing her. She she had that kind of fun little bubbly personality that was a little bit like Felicity, but didn't feel over the top. She was an intriguing character. I liked that we met her and she was setting things on fire. I thought right away, I'm like, I'm going to like you. You're going to be, you're going to be that kind of a character. And I thought she was really well fleshed out. I was actually thinking about this halfway through the episode when she and Dr. Wells, Dr. Wells, (laughs) when she and HR are having this conversation in front of, um, Oh, not Da Vinci's statue. Galileo? Thank you. Galileo's statue. I was just guessing. I, that, I have no idea who he was in front of. <laughs> I think it's Galileo. Um, when they were having that conversation, it struck me, even as I was watching, I go, you know, I'm actually very pleased with how much I'm already invested in her character, despite the fact that we've only known her for, at that point, half an episode. So I thought they did a really good introduction in her character. I thought <laughs> she brings a lot of... She brings an added element to the the story plot wise and she also brings in another element character wise and kind of drives things along a little bit and brings in a new element and she's a girl which i you know we've always said that team flash needs more kick-ass girls and i think she's going to be a great addition to the team i hope that she sticks around long term i loved the chemistry that she and hr had together i liked that she felt like a very real character a very what do you mean in the future i have a nobel prize because right now i don't even have a doctor attached to my name so how the heck am i supposed to live up to what you're telling me to do i thought that was very real i think a lot of us feel that especially in this day and age when um you know, a lot of kids, you know, my age, millennials and whatnot are going to college. And then after college, you're like, okay, guess I got to figure stuff out. Let me just take on three jobs and see what I can do. It, it It's very real and it hit home to me. So I enjoyed her character. I hope we see more of her. And I think she's going to, to bring a lot to the team. I really hope they don't kill her, which is a possibility. So we'll see. Um, I'm not gonna go too too deep yet, but I will say I definitely agree with you on that last part because I don't I, no more deaths, please, no more breakups, no more like big twists. Just let just you know I just you know let's not, let's not kill anyone. Let's just you know I think we've seen enough deaths and darkness this season. So uh, Andrew, what did you think of uh, of Tracy? Um, I I am trying to embody Amy's optimism. Uh, mainly you can because, disagree. <laughs> well, no, that, that, okay. The problem I had it kind of occurred to me while I was watching this, and I don't like being a broken record. Uh, I really don't, and I I like sitting down and I like getting excited to see. I think we said before that um, I used to really look forward to the flashes, like fun, um, at least or, or some sense, like satisfying on an emotional level. Um, but lately, it's been really angsty, and this was kind of more of the same. There was lots of angst, um, gloomy, we, you know, people being defensive and everything, um, which isn't all that much fun to watch just for me personally. Um, but it's become just really clear that at some point, 
the the writers just kind of like realize we didn't give the women in this season like really anything plot related like in a really serious way like um i'm not crazy about the whole killer frost thing not not because of any like highfalutin you know uh militant feminist idea i just think that you can take caitlin out of this and the overall plot of the the season doesn't really change at all um she's kind of a a stand-in but then they brought in and i was like oh they're gonna bring in uh a scientist and um she was i don't know i it didn't it something in there didn't quite work for me it felt like that i get what you were saying like they tried to make her um you know human or or relatable and and i like that they were going for that like to have that dropped on your lap but just some of the the lines felt a little like i would expect this character to be smarter or more um mentally stimulated by all of this when when she reacted the way that I would even expect Caitlin to act with, you know, respond with more like scientific excitement. You know, she went sat before Galileo and said, all I know how to do is fail. Um, and now that you're telling me I become this incredibly important person, I'm terrified. When that doesn't re- – it didn't really read to me what I expected from that scientist, that like discoverer. Um, but that's honestly just just me. I was kind of hoping that she would put the guys in their place a little bit. Um, and I liked her introduction when she was burning the papers because it suggested that like she is operating on a completely different level from all of these people. Um, and then by the end of the episode, it kind of felt like she wasn't really smarter than anybody. I didn't really know what she would know or be able to bring to this that the other characters couldn't. And I really wanted to. Uh, I love this stuff with her and HR. I thought that was really cute. Um, for for most of it, but I don't know. It just felt a little like w- when you're trying to make a character. Care. Yeah, and kind of. I don't know. I, I like when scientific women are. I would have liked a woman who is a scientist who isn't Caitlin, um, who is maybe a little bit quirkier or funnier and less self-conscious and they just seemed to she had a lot of insecurities and that's kind of a turnoff for me in characters like this you know it's interesting that you say that because because now that i think about you saying that i can see that frustration i can see how it's like okay well she like you said she starts out being this super badass well, they just don't understand what i'm trying to say and then i mm. i can see where from there kind of how you're describing the idea of her every time going, yeah, like talking to the guys going, yeah, no, that's not going to work. My idea is better. This is how it's going to work. This is where my science goes. You guys are a level beneath me. I, I think that's, and it's like a different way that they could have taken the character. Um, yeah. And, I, and that's just me. That's my frustration. Also, <laughs> there was the moment when uh, they showed her like the hologram of the future. And she was like, that's me. And I was like, that's clearly you. <laughs> Um, like, her hair's different. Know. Yeah, you pulled I'm, your hair back. Like that's literally you. It's like when superheroes <laughs> put their glasses on. Like it totally changes her who she looks. What she looks like. Yeah, I, I love that moment. Let's, a lot. let's not go down that rabbit hole, Brittany. That that that, can, that, will, that will, <laughs> we will be on air for hours. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts on Tracy, Brittany? I really, I think that's a really good point that Andrew was just making. I really like the character and I like the actress, but I kind of. I, we talked about this a little bit before we were on air, but she definitely reminds me of, like, a Patty Spitt-type character. I feel like, like Very Andrew was saying, I feel like there's, there's, like, two... Like, if there's not Iris or um, Caitlin, when they introduce new women on The Flash, I feel like they kind of try to make them, like, these adorkable, like, quirky women. 
And I'm just, I'm also not a huge fan of, like, besides, like, you know, Supergirl, I'm not really a huge fan of, like, the adorkable. Like, I'm just so, like, cute. And I'm, like, you know, even though I'm 30 and, like, kind of a woman, I just don't know what to do. And I'm, like, and I'm really smart underneath it all. And look at my glasses. Like, I don't know. That whole, like, that whole thing just kind of irks me. So that part of her character, I do wish she was a little bit more maybe assertive or... You know, when they did walk into her lab right away, and, and that kind of annoyed me. The boys walk into her lab, and right away they're just like telling her oh, what to man. do. And I was like, "Hello, you walk into a lab of a scientist, a fellow scientist. You guys are all scientists. You walk into the, her lab and automatically start telling her what to do, start turning off her equipment, start touching <laughs> things. Like, what are you guys doing? Cisco like, with that, right? With that. They don't. They don't even go like, here. Let me just take that away from you. Who the do you I was, think you are exactly i wish at that moment you know she was kind of like what's going on but it wasn't like she established herself like in that moment she could have just been like excuse me like i'm i'm doing yeah. what i'm doing here she was kind of like oh i'm trying <laughs> to catch a bus like okay kind of weird like the whole side like i'm gonna go work for big belly burger thing that whole thing was just so i wish they had in that moment decided to like assert her character and make her been like excuse me i'm a scientist what i'm doing is none of your business kind of thing and like i'm upset because my experiment failed like who are you guys just coming in here and taking over my lab like that would have been i think cool because caitlin i mean i don't want to say she's cool but she does have like this like reserved personality i feel like right now 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 she's officially cool hey hey daniel (laughs) daniel 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 panabaker she's bookish yeah, <laughs> Daniel Panabaker made I that wish... joke today when I asked her like, you know, would Killer Frost she, like ice puns? And she's like, she she thinks she thinks they're super cool, smiley face. <laughs> but I feel like there's like there's not anything between like like a cool kind of or they've had other scientists, not just Caitlyn, but I feel like there's, there's other scientist villains. Like oh, I can't remember. There was like that one scientist who was the speedster. Um, oh yeah. Oh Eliza. She, she was Eliza, and she was very cool and like you know, cold, and then they have, like, the, like, you know, the quirky girls, like, there's nothing kind of, like, in between that spectrum of, like, you know, these reserved scientists, and, like, this, you know, I wish there was, that she found somewhere in the middle, because I do hope she could be part of the team, at least for the rest of the season, or, you know, maybe even longer, if they, you know, don't kill her off, like we were just saying, but yeah. I think she could be really, a really cool, cool new girl character, maybe a friend for Caitlyn, if Caitlyn ever, you know, gets, when Caitlyn comes back from being killer, killer floss, I should say, it'd be nice to have uh, a lady scientist to be friends with her. I mean, I I see what all, all three of you are saying. I mean, I I definitely enjoy it so because and it's something I mentioned in my um, my original review was the fact that I it was nice that she kind of she kind of gave some fresh air into the show again because this season has been just so damn dark. It's not as like like I don't want to say fun. As, I don't want to say not fun as in not fun watching, but it's like it there there there's that that fun tone has kind of been put on the cyber this year mostly because i mean i still believe in the whole season free curse where everything has to always go extremely dark because darkness whatever so it was it was fun i mean it's kind of i mean the, the theme song of this song of the season is definitely you know hello dark is my old friend because it's been so different from season one and season two so it was it was just fun to see someone like her come in and be you know fun and yes i mean she is very much like a lot of the quirky women in these tv universe like you know, like like a Felicity or like a Patty and so, but I feel she. I think also the one thing that sets her apart from people like that is that you know she. How old was she supposed to be? Like she was like in her thirties or something like that, right? I was trying to figure that out because I'm like, okay, HR's hitting on her. Like, is this okay yeah. or is this yeah, weird? Oh, like, he was, I was first. Like, is she the same age? Is she the same age as like Barry and Cisco? Which I guess is still not 
that far like how old is hr supposed to be there's a whole lot of age questions i was having <laughs> i mean he i mean first of all hr my god i've never seen one so thirsty for like uh like a new like new, for a new lady oh in his no life. he was actually pretty pretty good at that yeah. flirtation game i yeah, you're doing good. i i i'm wait I don't think that was appropriate. I feel he kind of came up a little bit too strong. And I know I was like, but what happened to that girl Brenda? Like, like, are, is that just done, or like, was that just a one night thing? Because I don't, I don't, I, I'm so mixed on HR each episode. Like, some weeks he's working fine. Some weeks I'm just like, you know, like, hey, let me come over here. I want to, I want to cut your head off because you're talking so freaking much. And um, and I just, I don't know, like I. Maybe I'm just in the minority, and I, and I just don't see the appeal as much because I don't know. Sometimes he just comes up way too strong, and I feel this time he. I don't know. It was. It's almost kind of like how Cisco, like every time a bad girl shows up in his life, he's always like attracted to him immediately, and it's kind of like. Ooh no! See, but no. But the difference is that Cisco flirts as if it's a game, where HR came off as like more harmless than anything else because it was just kind of cute, like dorky in a way and then when he said you know change my future and she smiled i was like you're in buddy like she's yes because she's enjoying yeah. you for the fun you are yeah it was super yeah, cute like, i don't think it was we i mean just besides the fact of me wondering like how old both of them are supposed to be i don't think it was like <laughs> that weird because yeah i think i mean it's it is true like if someone knew, you know, they see the same people. HR doesn't know anybody on this earth. He literally just yeah. knows the people on Team Flash. So any, t- so someone new is automatically like, oh, there's a spark. You know, you meet someone, it's like a spark there. It's the first new face he's seen probably in however long the season's supposed to be. So I don't blame. He's him, a novelist, right? Yeah. Oh, he's totally yeah. a hopeless romantic. <laughs> and that's his thing. He believes in love at first sight. I mean, I, I think I think a helpless romantic believes in love at first sight, and he 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 courted her. He bought her coffee. They talked about the coffee. A he lot made her of feel coffee. He bought her like so much coffee, and not in the Luke Cage way. Like he just kept <laughs> buying her coffee. <laughs> oh my god! It was it it was sweet. I mean, I I I didn't think it came off too strong. It would I think it would have been too strong if he like. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything to say to my own comment. Um, I just, I thought it was cute. Yeah, I guess, I guess I will remain in the minority <laughs> then basically because I'm just like, boy, this is, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want anyone to hit on, like, I would never, if someone was approaching me like that, like, like he, he even like put his hand or like his hand on her hand in a very like romantic way under like not even first date. I'm sorry. I'm really. He was tickled. comforting her. It was. It was tragic. I know. It was something. I think. I think there is a line in terms of how intimate you can be with someone when you first meet them. I feel that was just. I don't know. Maybe he's just. Maybe I'm just being. I think. I think what he's holding in his hand makes him a drummer, and I feel like there's a whole different set of rules for drummers. One thing I want. I want to. I think one of you guys said it, but something I really appreciate with Tracy was the fact that she kind of behaved like someone who, how someone should actually behave when they see their like future in just in front of them. Because I think each time in most sci- in most TV shows and movies, whenever someone like sees a successful future, they're like, "Oh my God, this is gonna be so great!" But like the fact that she was intimidated by it and scared by it, I kind of feel like you know that's just how a human should, like, this is how a person should behave. Because, I mean. Yes, we all. I think we all want success in our lives and whatnot. But if someone just came to us, showed us like an entire future, of, like this is what you become. Realistically, no, none of us should be able to like 
you know, not not be thrown off by that. You know, I think that would that would definitely shake us up a little bit at first. I kind of like how she she I don't know she felt this is gonna sound so weird because we're talking about a show about super you know super speedsters, but she felt very realistic as a character, even though she was sitting there pitching an idea about how we can use someone's like transformers suit to trap him, trap them trap them inside the speed force. She just felt really real. Um, I agree with Amy said that I hope they don't kill her off. I I don't know if she will stick around for the for the team till next season. It depends on like, what the team what the team looks like in season. F- no, season four. But why? I was gonna say season five. Jesus, we're not there yet. <laughs> um, so, but I hope that you know if she if she is the if she departs, I hope that it's not by death that she actually you know she does she helps and defeats the Avatar. And then she can, you know, she can live her own happy life, um, and you know, become the, the genius that she will be in the future. Because I don't, I'm just so done with these, all these DC shows, with the way they kill off women these, 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 these days. So, by the way, speaking, since we we were talking about their coffee date, I have an issue with Jitters as as F, for the fact that there's a drink named Zoom, on their menu, named after a man who killed. He killed like eight cops in that coffee shop. <laughs> eight cops there. Eight cops, I think, at, at some police but station too. And it's like, it's 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 not. Ex- I think it's meant to be a pun because the amount of caffeine in it is killer. Oh. And also, you Remember, have to know. There, how how long, Amy, have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> About two point oh. two seconds. Okay. Oh. I thought you. There's came definitely out with also episode. like a like a internet section. Like there has to be like an internet forum within the Flash world of like bloggers who are obsessed with like this the villains the flash faces and so like they're also probably this like underground group that's like yeah the like zoom is so cool man like you know those like people <laughs> on the dark side of the internet who just you know i'm sure someone likes oh zoom out there. <laughs> or, or the free or the only free people in central city that not google but bing the savitar on their surge engines <laughs> Brittany, that is an entire episode waiting to happen like the fanboys of the villains, the dark, like the, fan, the dark of, side of the internet. They're like helping the the evil, <laughs> the evil villains. Would would there be a would there be a, um, a flash podcast in maybe? <laughs> oh. Look, I'm not. I'm look. If any of the flash writers are listening, I'm not trying to pitch <laughs> a, you an episode where maybe there is like a flash podcast hostess or something but you know like if we're gonna do forums <laughs> and fan sites or whatever if i yeah no it, one's running that blog of irises right like the villain yeah. radio show R- Vill- yes. villain talk network sorry Amy? Now, now i'm coming up with like whole different themes you could have about like uh, villains and and their their cronies and their minions. Oh my gosh, minions! Their group name is called Minions. <laughs> minions of, of Central City. Down. Like whole, we had like a whole Doctor Who episode about that. Like inside the show, there was like people who were looking at things inside the show. There was a, literally a whole episode about like, the bloggers of the Doctor Who world. Isn't it like, 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 like the first episode? Oh like multiple metahuman Doctor Horribles. Oh my God. Like there's all the oh. like super lowbrow villains that are trying to be highbrow villains. They're <laughs> making musical vlogs about it. I think I'm we. Gonna, I oh. think we need to write this episode. <laughs> so can I? Yeah. Can I also uh, invite people to share their other coffee <laughs> order ideas? Yes. For me, because all I can think of is if you order a black canary, they'll just spit in your face. <laughs> 
Andrew, but the, and, also, Andrew with why? With a smile. No, no, wait, 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 hold on. Andrew, why? <laughs> why? No, no, wait, they'll, they'll spit in your face and they'll go, Haha, no, I'll get your coffee and then spit in your face again. No, a, a, black, a black canary drink would probably be just, just be hanging in the refrigerator. Oh yeah. yeah, iced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see you. They tell you they're gonna bring you the black canary drink, but they never bring it to you. <laughs> but instead, we get a black siren frappuccino. It's tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's tea. You know, we asked this. We did a survey for the Legends podcast, and one of the questions that I asked, just because it was fun, I'm like, okay, come up with the name for a specialty drink served served at Ray's Adam Cafe, because on the podcast we decided that Ray has a whole oh, cafe. Wow. And there was um, there were some super cool ones. I just had to pull it up right now. There was the uh, Captain Cold Brew. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, raised raised supersized shot, which was a tiny drink that makes you feel <laughs> twice the size. <laughs> uh, Legion Latte, Firestorm Frappuccino, <laughs> uh, uh, the Sarah Reborn, <laughs> which just keeps going and going and going. Um, what did Harkel get? Hot girl, I don't know. Canary cooler. She, she would be the she would be the barista of all these drinks. <laughs> guys, I used to be a bar- guys. Remember when I used to be a barista? You remember when Jason used to be alive? He used to like wow drinking coffee. I think my favorite <laughs> is Snart's Sacrifice, extremely cold and potent drink that may cause death. <laughs> there you go, just the killer frostino. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, people are clever. Speaking of right. Killer Frost, how yeah, do we there we feel go. about Transition. how do we feel about her in this episode? Uh, besides that, her outfit is on point. I don't know mm-hmm. how she had time to go shopping, but I would like some tips. Amy, how did you feel about Killer Frost this episode? I buy it. I, I think now that we have firmly established that Killer Frost and Caitlin Snow are two different personas. And that no part of Caitlin Snow, at least that we know of, is part of this Killer Frost persona that we see i'm i'm more chill with it i think i'm i'm <sighs> in the moment <laughs> chill <laughs> she does in the moment i think if i were to look back at the progression of it i could i could get frustrated with the fact sure. that they were like gosh you know killer frost seems like a really intriguing character what can we do to just kind of sidestep Caitlyn and get back Killer Frost. Like, I think I could get out angry and upset and frustrated with that, but I'm choosing not to. And I'm just going to accept what's here and say that I enjoyed her character tonight. I really liked the total, like, frost ice surfing. That mm-hmm. was so cool. That battle, that sequence with... with oh, when she I was Frozone. Yeah, I'm just going to say. I just realized yeah. what it reminded me of. Also, Iceman yes. from X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah, you know, Elsa, it was Elsa building the castle and frozen. <laughs> that too. So that whole sequence where it was her and Barry like chasing each other, that was one of those moments where you go, Oh my gosh, you guys, we are watching a comic book come to life. How lucky are we that we are in this century that we get a chance to see this? Um but I I didn't mind it. I I enjoyed seeing Cisco's response to her more than I think I actually enjoyed Caitlin's character development because I don't I don't think we're going to get a whole lot more character development for Killer Frost. I think she's um both fortunately and unfortunately rather one-dimensional. Because if we're assuming that Killer Frost and Caitlin Snow are unrelated and un- unconnected in their body, then I think we've reached the peak of the character story that we can tell. For Killer Frost, I just don't think there's anywhere else we're going to be able to go. 
until we begin to have a chance to bring Caitlin back out to the to the front. But seeing Cisco's reaction was very honest and very real. And the part where he's talking to Julian, he's like, she's my best friend and he's not willing to hurt her was very honest. And I think that that made it more real and kind of brought me back to remembering that there is a Caitlin still in there, hopefully somewhere, whether it's buried in her, her genetic profile or if she's somehow in a trance or whatever, you know, that, that, that he is still there. And, you know, if we're going to the Jean Grey sort of a thing, it was a lot like him being Cyclops and knowing that she's still in there somewhere. But the question is, can they find her? Um, overall, didn't mind it at all. I was intrigued by it. Again, I think we could all sit back and look and say, how did we get here? Do we like how we got here? But there comes a point when you're a reviewer and we do this on a regular basis where you have to kind of say, okay, you know what, let's just go with how things are and let's stop fixating on how necessarily they may have come to be. Um, or maybe that's just me kind of getting tired of having to look back on things, you know? So that's, that's the way I'm choosing to look at it. And so overall was genuinely well pleased with how things happened. Andrew, what about you? Uh, well, I'll just ask, is is there a like precedent for um, Cisco being afraid that he won't be able to control his power? Thank you. That's what I said too. Okay, I don't think that so. really threw me. Someone did tweet at me. I believe it was Amelia. Um, she and she said that in the, the when Cisco first got his powers, he was afraid to use them. Which I mean, sounds like right. it happened, but I don't remember that happening. Now, yeah, that was it. It. Um, I think the that's a good point. Like you said, uh, Amy, I don't, I don't mind like the broad view of all of it. I don't mind any of it, and, and it can be really well sold. Um, I, I do think that the Cisco like being worried because he's thinking about the Caitlin who is his friend came a little bit out of like I would have liked that to have been more. That's kind of his position because when him and Julian came at each other and started talking, I didn't actually know what case each was making. Like if Julian was saying like, I feel responsible, so I want you to use tough love to get her back here because I'm worried about her. And Cisco was like, it seemed like at some level they would agree. It was just a weird, I, I couldn't really tell how, how where each of them were coming from just because this kind of came to be dealt with in this episode. But Cisco saying like <laughs> I, I, yeah we've we've been shown him like against um gypsy like having a mastery of his powers uh and i understand even that him being afraid of hurting her it was just weird the way they contextualized it that what he was afraid of seemed like an unrealistic or irrational fear that they didn't follow up on in, in like the way that I would have expected them to, to the point that um, when she <laughs> hit Barry and went down and stabbed him, we had to just not show where Cisco was because he would presumably just be standing there, like watching her march up and potentially kill Barry. And then where we've kind of set Cisco, he is just kind of reserved to watch that happen. It just felt like, like, not a problem in what they did. It's just, I would imagine that when you're, when you're writing that out, you're kind of hoping people just kind of go along with 
the the broader sense of it because in the minor scale i don't actually understand i don't know i guess that's kind of my thing that i see in stories anytime where someone is unwilling to hurt a friend and then let others be hurt in place of that that's always a hard sell for me personally uh and i thought that there would have been maybe other ways to prey on Cisco's concern for her. Like, you know, if, if killer frost manipulated him into thinking that there was more of Caitlin there than there is or something, then it's like, okay, yeah, that would freeze him in the moment. But, um, Hey, hey, freeze him. But, um, (laughs) the way it was presented here, it was just kind of like Barry said, like hit her. And then he clammed up in a way that was kind of unexplained. And then the explanation he gave was, Again, it just had me sitting there like, is that is there any fear of him losing? That'd be like Barry saying that at this point. But I don't know. I'm to, for me to be in a place where this was not really annoying me that Killer Frost was not my Caitlin. <laughs> Hashtag not my Caitlin. Um, <laughs> I liked it in the broad sense. I just wish there had been more. It seems like they crammed a lot into this one episode. Maybe is is the issue for me. You know, Andrew, as you're talking right at the end there, I think. I think it struck me the thing that was missing where the, the the whole not wanting to sacrifice a friend thing, but willing being willing to let others hurt. I think what was missing was either Julian or Cisco saying to one another, probably Julian saying to Cisco, you know, Caitlin, you know that she would mm. rather sacrifice her life and rather die than let innocent people die. Mm. I think that conversation was lacking. If they had had that, the well, reminder, that would make it hurt Cisco when he was unable to do what she would want him to. Yeah. I think that's mm. what was missing. Cause we saw that we saw, she said that right before when like she, right before right, she went yeah. to that coma. Rather die. Yeah. Man, I will be pissed off if when we get the season free blue room DVD and that, that it, it turns out that, that that was exactly that scene that existed, but it got deleted. <laughs> <laughs> They're heading towards an X-Men three. Ending. No, 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 no. no one can get it as bad as X-Men Free. You know, we don't have Brett Ragnar dealing with that show, so um, that's one difference. Um, no, sorry, go on. Oh no, that's actually the one part of three I probably don't mind <laughs> is her right saying to Wolverine, like, "Do it, right? Like, end this because I." But I don't feel like they really made Caitlin powerful. I don't know. It's tricky. Her outfit did look terrific. Her outfit looked fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Speaking of her powers, that was the thing that I um, got confused on. I'm like, okay, so I know this, it's only been like a week, but damn, that, I mean, look, as amazing as that, I, you know, skating through the city was amazing. It was phenomenal, everything. Someone really got a whole, it, like in control of their powers very quickly within just a <laughs> week. I'm like, there must be like some sort of like, like how how to how to frost one on one in Central City because damn, she was like, I I know it all. I know how to do it all. And also, how, what what ta- what tailor would let her walk into if she went to a tailor to you know get that suit or you know get that made? What 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 tailor would allow her to walk in and be like, yeah, sure, I will make it for you, ice crazy looking woman. Um, probably cool did it one. under duress. Sorry, mm. she probably did it under duress. She walked in and was like, "You will make me this super amazing suit." Or I will kill everyone you love. And I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. So what size are you? What waist? Let's go ahead and get some measurements. <laughs> I'm going to make go. you look fierce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, you, you, you sound like you speak out of experience. Has has, has a supervillain come to you and forced you to make a cut suit? Uh, no, has a supervillain come and forced you to give, give him a tour on, at the Zavari Zoo when it's actually been closing hours? 
Uh, yes, all supervillains want to pet giraffes. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> and red pandas, I hope. You, you guys have red pandas at your zoo? Not at the park. We do at the zoo, though. Ah, oh, awesome. Oh. Um, no, but like, I mean, I loved her. I, I mean, look, her outfit was. Someone was pointing out it was very black sirenish. I I don't see, I don't see it. Um, I mean, yes, they have a long coat, um, and they 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 slay in it, uh, but I don't really see the the major differences. Um, there's similarities. I mean, I, I mean, uh, but no, but she was. I know. I, I know that. I mean, I know. I hear what you're saying, Amy. That you know that maybe at this point that maybe. Maybe there's not much to expect out of Killifrost as like a overall character, but I mean, I'm just this is fun. Like for me, this is a lot of fun. Like just seeing someone completely evil, someone that is. I mean, I'm sure depending on what they do in season four, they might. Who knows? This could be our new big bad for season four, and we're just getting a taste of it. So, um, but I, I'm Killifrost. is just so much fun. I mean, look, I love Kaylin Snow. I always, I always have, and I always will love Kaylin. Names, Kaylin Snow, um, and if they get her back somehow, great. But I'm, I'm all in for Killer Frost. Um, that outfit, those powers, like, look, I can watch a whole episode with her just skating through the city, and then you know having like free speeches going after. Speaking of speedsters, I'm Wally, sweetie. I, I, I know you love Jesse very much, but was this really the time? To to make a visit to Earth free when Savitar is still at lose. Did any did anyone else just go like, really? This is the time. Also, uh, I I really really wish they had played the tone of this season to the point that they could say all knowing that their top priority was rescuing Caitlin and they're definitely going to like to be able to comment on the fact that this crazy person in front of them is <laughs> Caitlin Snow, you know, like, because that would seem true to Cisco's character as we got to know him for them to be like, you know, the Caitlin wouldn't even go skating, you know, like to be able to, to kind of revel in the fact that their friend has become this powerhouse, um, as opposed to just some, they made her basically a murderous and kind of, but it's weird because he's also still kind of a like bohaha villain. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, that that feels strange to me. Like when she walks in and says, "Boy, they'll admit just anyone these days." Is like, well, this is like Batman Returns, or or not even like Batman and Robin. You're going for, but then we're getting into like Batman Begins level <laughs> melodrama with it. I just wish there was a a way to have made this even more fun because I'm sure that Danielle Panabaker is having a blast. But I don't really feel like I get to enjoy that as much, too, because I'm worried that she's going to murder somebody or, like, impale Barry again. Well, her name is Kill Frost, after all. Uh, but so. she hasn't really killed anybody, though. Yeah. Although, that moment when she was, like, predicting everything Barry was going to say, I could not stop laughing for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> I love Barry, but I was like... He, you know, she's kind of right. He is sometimes a little bit predictable what he's gonna say, and I'm like, I'm gonna like watch that. I'm gonna watch this episode over and over again this week. But like, that scene alone, like, I can yeah. that's I can watch it on a loop, and it would not get old for me. But um, yeah, no, but I'm I'm ready for more Killer Frost, whatever they're planning to do. Um, and um, hopefully we will get to see that final like big battle between her and 
vibe, like you know, because we we still know that there's one more battle that that they that they have somewhere in a forest, I guess. Um, and also, I kind of feel like that the synopsis kind of you know overhyped the battle between Vibe and Killer Frost because that was like what, like five seconds, a shot, yeah, yeah. Um, or they did their like, uh, what what Harry Potter movie was that? God or Goblet of Fire was it? Right where they did the like wands against each other. Oh yeah, and, basically and the last, that again. Wait, which, and the last one too. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Wait, the the battles in Harry Potter are not are they're, they're long for even for even movie well, the, quality. Well, I mean, unless you have you know like Ronnie's ghost comes climbing out of her ice beam. And then it's like, wait, oh we're my. here, Barry. Oh, that, <laughs> that would be so oh easy God, to make that. that Andrew, amazing. don't mock that moment because when 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 James and Lily, sorry, Tanya, but when, when James and Lily came out of his wand, I straight up cried because I look when I saw the <laughs> Harry Potter movies, I straight up forgot everything that happened in the books and just went into the movies. And when they showed up, I was like, oh my God, they're here! I didn't know they were gonna be here. And all my friends were just like, are you a freaking idiot for real? You read all these books already. And so, Andrew, don't don't even don't you even dare mock them, or I will, I will mock your favorite ship on the show. Speaking of, oh, speaking of, as my man Superman once said, nothing stays good in this world, friends. <laughs> um, I understood. <laughs> maybe I should lay out why this was fun for me. I understood that Cecile was the new captain. I she was presented as the captain went missing. But I always got the impression that she was kind of giving Joe his marching orders, even if they were, you know, fellow detectives. I thought she was captain, but maybe someone can correct me. Um, And it was really nice seeing somebody put Joe kind of in his place and him be totally cool with it um, and kind of like titillated by how it felt to have a woman bossing him around. Um, So this week when she's bummed because she told him that she loved him. Uh, I was not having my best time, uh, mainly because this felt very familiar after, <laughs> especially when Joe said, I think we should start seeing each other. And I was oh. like, there must be a bet in the writer's room of how many times they can have people have this conversation. Um, on the CW, I don't probably. know. Yeah. And, and I, uh, on the plus side, I would love to hear what you guys thought about this. I, I don't know anybody who would be excited to see this storyline play out. But if there was something that you guys enjoyed about it, that's cool. I'll say what I enjoyed about it was that it gave Joe another opportunity to like out <laughs> both of his sons and have Barry be like, I mean, you're dating her and it's pretty serious. Like, probably tell her I'm the Flash. <laughs> Barry just looks for any excuse. To tell- oh, he gave you your coffee this morning? You could You could tell him. You can okay. probably tell him. Okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's yeah, because he didn't want to lie to her. And I like that he... I, I think I liked how Joe explained it to Barry made sense uh, and felt true to kind of the, the characters and, and the approach to like affection and relationships that is in this show. But in the way it actually played out between Joe and Cecile, it felt like this could be any... Like, absolutely any TV show that is playing out a will-they-won't-they. And I didn't want that for my Joe Seal, but how did it work for for you guys? It was predictable. I mean, 
I don't know how to say it any other way. It was it was well done, pr- predictable. Although there was a level of vindication where all the times that Joe has ever given relationship advice to mm-hmm. his his kids and they never listen and then end up <laughs> doing what he says, I'm like, ha, see. That's yep. what happens. You never listen to people who give you advice. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't like it for that. Like, I, I liked this moment only because it showed like how much of Barry's son Joe, or yeah, yeah, is you know like how alike they really are. And like even when she said, "I love you," how awkward Joe was acting. Like such a Barry thing to do. He's just like, oh, oh, oh. Like I thought the phone call was totally fake. Like I didn't expect him to actually <laughs> go to Star Labs. I thought he was gonna be like, oh, I got, I got a call, and then just like walk out of the room. <laughs> not go anywhere (laughs) like i was surprised when he actually was at a place i thought it was totally one of those my phone's ringing gotta go type things like yeah but i just really liked that moment it's just like oh my god they're both such dorks and they don't know like how to be with women and how to talk to them and like tell them the truth like just why are you making drama when there's need to be drama right now there's so much drama happening this could have been like a bright spot kind of i feel like if it, he was just like look i need to tell you something you know because of how we work together i was hesitant to tell you but i really care about you here's what's going on just something that could have made a really emotional moment in this kind of like crazy you know episode that like you said andrew had like so much going on already mm-hmm. yeah that could have been the thing if maybe maybe instead of the whole very very consistent i didn't want to tell you because i didn't want you to get hurt i wanted to protect you trope that happens all the time that would have been an interesting level if if joe had been like i didn't want to tell you because i was literally worried it would affect our work relationship like Mm. i was worried that you would suddenly be like um yeah by the way you're colluding with vigilantes like that is flash really a vigilante though well, but well, he's, not, he's, he's not a police. Right. Yeah, he's not a police officer. He doesn't really have he the, takes law the law on his side. Yeah. So that would have been interesting if that was her response because she was totally cool with it. But I think if, I think more intriguing would have been at the end where she's like, "Okay, I get that." But also, while I respect the Flash, can we talk about the fact that you have been working for and with him for years? And have never even trusted any of us. Because that's a deeper level of distrust. That's not just, I didn't tell you because I wanted to protect you. That's, I didn't tell you because maybe I didn't trust you. That was missing. That would have been yeah. a more interesting, in my opinion, thing to play. Yeah. In this maybe, world. Maybe it'll come up. It might come up. <laughs> but he did, like but... literally the best thing that can happen is that your significant other, whom you don't want to reveal your superhero identity to, is kidnapped by your villain. <laughs> so that it's like, okay, well, I guess this is out in the open now. I just, wait, I just don't, like, I don't really see why she would be pissed off because it's, like, okay, I, I don't mean to harp on air, but, like, it's a different, like, you know, Quentin got in trouble because he was helping someone, working with someone that was, you know, even if it was he was killing bad guys, Oliver Queen is a murderer. But Barry, like, hasn't murdered anyone. No, no. It's not he just, locks people, he he just locks people. He just locks people in jail and doesn't feed them. You know that's all yeah. He yeah does. Well, it's and it's the other idea of if he if Joe West who is working and actually I never even thought about this but if Joe West who is working with the Flash is expecting the CCPD to help the Flash, it, there comes a level of of him who I feel like he should tell his superiors and be like, look. I trust you guys enough and I, you know, you trust me. Let's return the favor. Like I can see how that might become an issue one day with the CCPD where they're going, we get that the flash is a good guy, but you have not trusted us enough to be in on it. And I don't think they need to know Barry's secret, but I think that it's well worth knowing that 
that Joe and the Flash work together. I don't know if that's been well established yeah, to the CCP. Especially like if I don't know, maybe recently the Flash failed to take a villain down, you know, and that villain like went on to just keep hurting people. Yeah. And I'm just spitballing here. Wait, wait, Andrew, what are you implying to imply? What are you hinting? Like, perhaps this episode suggested a perfect opportunity for the Flash and and, uh, some of his superhero partners to kind of fail to take down a suspect who was hurting people. And that would have opened up a really good opportunity for a cop to be like, well, this is not a person that we can actually trust to think the way we would. And then that created a rift between a very upstanding and high-ranking police officer and that hero's dad. Like, again, I'm just... We're all just spitballing here. It just felt weird that the... That, like... I think the problem that... Yeah, the the problem that we're all voicing here is that, like, the storylines all take up time in the episode but aren't connected to other parts. Like, we have... We need to spend time, and we said that for the last few episodes. Like they were just trying to do a lot in this episode, and a lot of the things were not complementing the other. It was like, well, we need this character in this episode, so let's give this other person a subplot, even though, you know, it felt like the Flash used to not be like that. Like they used to kind of bundle up side plots and then come up with a story that would include both. And now it would be like. It would be akin to like <laughs> there being a hostage situation in Central City where Iris is locked in the police station while the Flash is like fighting some other guy. And we're just hopping back and forth between the two. Like I don't I, I don't need it here if it is going to be because what they came up to make the stand on its own was that they have one of them says I love you too soon. So it was just a weird like we'll get back to the like A plot here because the B plot is like not even B. This is like a D plot. I think this whole episode was like that for me. The whole episode, I was like, just get to the Savitar reveal. <laughs> the like, reveal, yeah. I just felt like the whole episode, like, I don't know if it's because they hyped the reveal so much. I just felt like it dragged on. And I and I also, I yeah. saw the reveal on Twitter before oh. the episode. Well, that you know, well, East, that's your East fault. Coast if spoilers. You, if, if you it's want, my if, fault. If you're going to live with sports, sports games, then... No, I have no problem with getting spoiled. It's my own fault. But I'm just saying, because I already knew, I'm the whole episode, I'm thinking, how are they going to get this reveal? How are they going to get to the reveal? And, and so it has was, nothing was, to do with it. And right, and that's the point. It had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. And I was just like, yeah. I I watched the whole episode. And I think because, you know, knowing who it was, my mind was on fast forward trying to figure it out. So it was like, oh, what is, why is all this other stuff happening? Well, I just want to know how it's Barry. Like, that was like my whole issue with this all right, episode. We, we, we will get this out. Let's just focus on Joe <laughs> Steele. <laughs> well, I, I think we've covered Joe Steele pretty well, except for, I don't know if we've heard your thoughts, Andy. I just want to say that I am so tired of this trope. I'm, I, look, I love Joe West, but I should have wanted to punch him in this episode being like, can you stop being like other CW? It's, I'm so tired. It's okay. I know other shows and other networks do it too, but I'm so tired. It's always mostly CW shows that have to do, I love you girl or boy, but I got to push you away because I got to keep it safe. I'm just like, can we? It's like when I, okay, I can't deal with it. You know what? I'm just going to say it was dumb. It was dumbass. And I'm, I don't want to see Joe was being a dumbass because he's supposed to be. He's the, oh, he's the grown up of the show. Like, like I, I like don't let HR look better than him in an episode. Something will just be be catastrophical if that's the case, because I'm sorry, Joe West would not think like that. And for some reason, they made him think like that instead and act like that and say, 
I'm, I push, I, I'm gonna break up with you because uh, I don't want you getting hurt. It's like, can we, and why is it always men that only does that to, like, why is it always the women that has to be pushed away? Why is it, all, why does never the men get pushed away from their partners because they. Yeah, I feel like Joe might have accidentally, you know, said something to her that would be kind of freewheeling in the way he is, where she would be like, oh, is this getting serious? And then him be like, oh my, oh, wait, hold on. Crap, it is getting serious. That's yeah, and then and then have him be weird and have her leave and then Killer Frost has an ice cold to her throat and now it's super awkward. <laughs> I, I, I think ice what? An icicle, right? She had like an icicle stuck oh, to her okay. throat. Sorry, I thought you said like ice cold was like, you know, like what would they celebrate? Uh, sorry, Amy, what were you gonna say? <laughs> no, I think Andy, the trope that you're trying to to narrow down to nail down is the one person making a decision for the other person without consulting the other person trope. That happens all the time in almost all TV shows. And frankly, it also happens in real life. So, I mean, I, I think we could all think about at least at some point when we made some decision on someone else's behalf because we thought it was better. Um, the moment of true trust and understanding in a relationship comes when you can sit down with that person and say, this is the decision I was going to make but I want you to be involved with it. That's when you've reached the point of of true trust and understanding. So it just it it can get frustrating that it takes so yeah. long to get there on a lot of these shows. But they did it on Legends, and I didn't even think about that with the whole Amaya Nate thing, where Nate right. found out about her future, and he he actually he did less for her and more for him. He's like, I can't handle that pain, and it, actually, there's a lot more involved with that one. Which maybe was why it's more intriguing because it's not quite as cookie cutter. Anyway, I digress. But that's that. I think Andy is what you're trying to nail down. That's the difficult part. That's the trope. Yeah, I, you know, thank you for thank you for helping me understand me better than I understood myself. Because yeah, that was kind of that was kind of what I was trying to get. But I couldn't find the words for it. Yet. But it's just I don't know, it's just so irritating. It's always irritating. It's always the men that gets to do it. For, like, you know, that, that they know, they think what's no, no, they know what's best for the, the women in their life. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, no, you know what? Women are actually pretty smart, smarter than men. So I'm like, Joe, don't be men. But you know what? They, I they, think they that was why the, the, the Tracy stuff rubbed me the wrong way so much. Cause I was just like, it felt weird that a woman who like, this ain't my Cecile, like my Cecile don't take this, take no guff from nobody. My least Cecile. of all Joe West. Um, so then we cut to like another woman being told what to do. It was just weird. This felt very weird in that sense. But, um, I think it was more of like, these things wouldn't have offended me as much on their own, but it was just all in one episode where again, <laughs> I was sitting there also like, come on, come on. Like, let's get to Savitar. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Be like, you're making me sit through this. My God, Brayden and Andrew, are you guys not, do you guys not know what patience is? Um, no, I, I just want to say, I'm glad that Joe was able to, I didn't even know he still had the, the ring on, but that moment when he took it off and he's like, I'm in. I, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, there's my Joe was, even though he was acting like a dumbass half of the episode, but I shall digress. Yeah. Ladies, you know your man's ready to move on when he takes off the wedding band <laughs> of his dead wife. <laughs> That he was estranged from for yeah I know like years. has he been wearing it that the whole time I literally <laughs> yeah. only noticed the ring this episode you yeah all, you all you all just ruined that scene for me thank you <laughs> I want to know what he did with dead it. on the flash yeah 
All right. So since we're talking about how the episode spent a huge amount of time trying to get to Savitar, we have also spent a huge amount of time trying to get to the Savitar reveal. So let's just go straight to it. Uh, Savitar is a, is Barry. I don't want to say a future Barry. I guess he says he is the fu- future Flash. Commas save lives because if he was the future comma Flash, that'd be a different story. But now he's the future Flash. Um Let's just first reactions, Andrew. What was your thought? Um, I liked his hair. <laughs> I, I just anyone else, get, cool. anyone else get Spider Man three vibes from his hair? Because no. I definitely yes. got some Spider. I expected finger guns to <laughs> <laughs> start shooting. I got like uh, a full, really nerdy Star Trek Enterprise reference from one episode in season four that I feel like no one will get unless you actually stuck the show out that long. Anyway, describe what he looked like. Scarred, right? He was just like Barry, but emo and burns on half of his face. It looked like radiation poisoning. Mm. It was hard to tell. They intentionally kept it pretty dark, but I liked the actual reveal. Um, it was weird, and that's why I liked it because it the the camera motion of swinging around, and then it had his face like both lit and distorted, rising up out of that thing. They had the super slow reveal of the costume going all the way down, and then him coming yeah. all the way out of it. Like and then it's sitting there is. still. Yeah, like the suit that shot of the two of them standing there in a suit empty. <laughs> it was so weird, but I I dug it, um, big time. <laughs> Brittany, what were your initial reactions? Um, again, because I like had seen it, but I still, even though when I so when I I initially went on Twitter because of hockey, yes, I saw the the tweet that said, you know, oh my god, Barry, whatever. I was like, oh, okay. Like I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm so mad, I was spoiled. Like I was just like, yeah, that's that's kind of what I expected. Like if it had been something else, I think I would have been like more angry. So the only reason I'm happy that it wasn't a crazy reveal was because i was spoiled but even then that whole scene it was like interesting and i was like and the the you know the scar does add another layer layer to it um but like my first reaction was just like oh okay i guess i it's just one of those things they hype it up so much they can't possibly live up to our expectations yeah um yeah. and you know it's like who there's only so many people it could be under this mask you know i so it was like Maybe if it was Ronnie, I would have been cool. Like, oh, cool. Like, we haven't seen Ronnie in a while. That would have been nice. Like, I don't know. No matter who it was, I feel like we still would be like, oh, okay, because because of the hype and because it was so crazy. Um, one thing I want to mention. So, remember when, like, early, early in the season, like, Greg Gernberg, is that his last name? They said mm-hmm. he was going to be a big character this season. Wasn't he on, like, one, one episode? episode? Like two episodes. Okay. Two episodes so, and one quick scene so where was, he crapped a lolly. I was oh, talking right. to my roommate, and I was like, Oh my God! What if Greg Gernberg's is is a uh, Savitar this morning? I thought like that was the only thing. I was like, if that if that had happened, that would have been a crazy reveal. But other than that happening, nothing I think would have really surprised me. Maybe I'm just like yeah. a jaded a jaded TV watcher, but <laughs> it's hard to surprise people. Well, yeah, especially because they dropped multiple hints in the episode. Well, there were there were that that whole but that whole thing where like it flashes to Barry like realize making the big realization of like this is what makes you realize it like the clues have been here all along like now it clicks like that was <laughs> but there was not even too. that much yeah it wasn't like a significant click it was just like he stopped and was like wait a minute <laughs> you know it wasn't like a it's like I finally oh my God. I, 
I finally paused and stopped running long enough to really think about my life. And now I feel like I put it all together. Yeah. The, the like, you know, weekly procedural, there wasn't ever, you know, well, imagine who would we, who we'd be if we didn't have the people we loved. <laughs> oh my God. I'd be Savitar. <laughs> you know, <laughs> was basically what happened. Yeah. Andy, Which what were was... your initial thoughts? At first, I thought he was walking off the set from uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, Phantom of the Opera because that <laughs> reminded me so much of Gerald Butler from Phantom of the Opera, where it's like he's supposed to be this like disgusting monster underneath the, the, his half mask, and all he had was like, like, burn marks. Um, that was the only problem. I actually love that movie and that adaptation of the musical, but like that was my only problem with the film. But I'm like, he ain't even ugly. <laughs> he ain't, he doesn't even go here. But he doesn't even go here and and look ugly, right? Um, but for me, like I, okay. So I there's a lot of emotions and reactions to this. I'm waiting till we get more context on why why this is happening. Initially, I look. I never really thought it was gonna be Ronnie or Eddie. I. I've I've almost thought since episode fifteen or something that it it's that it's Barry somehow. Even when he said last week when he went to see Emo Barry and Emo Barry didn't even know who it was, I thought it's still gonna be Barry somehow. This one, this Barry in twenty twenty four. Hmm. How how did Emo Barry not know who it was? Because he hadn't gotten to that point yet. But he. No, 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 no! Think about it. Think about it. Wasn't it wasn't him yet. Yeah, it I wasn't guess. him yet. He that that was he didn't know his own future yet. No, but if all of this has happened before, if Emil Berry has lived this existence before, wouldn't he have made the connection before? That's what. Like, if this current timeline oh, yeah, right. is the timeline that Emil Berry remembers, wouldn't he have remembered that he figured it out? Yeah, like if our Berry remembers, then Emil Berry should have had that knowledge for like. However many years, right? Yeah. Unless uh, Emo Barry wasn't smart enough to think, wait a minute. <laughs> Even with all that time. It's yeah, a very I mean, valid guess, point. Yeah. I guess Emo Barry didn't recall going to the future and, ta- and finding an Emo Barry. So in mm. a way, by Barry going to the future in the last episode, he's created a new timeline. My head hurts. <laughs> or at least like jogged off of the timeline that led to Savitar for that and then came back. Yeah, temporary little off ramp. Sure. Grabbed a Starbucks break, gassed up. I, no, no, no. I'll Jitter, say. Jitter's break. Oh, There's right. The, yeah. The, zoom. No. Oh. Grabbed a Zoom. Grabbed a Zoom. I'm still so. I, like, I actually have. I have legit issues with that. Like, I'm actually pissed off. Even, though, like, even if. <laughs> Let it like go. A, no. Let it go. You need, you need to hear the pitch when they're like, this thing will wake you up. This Zoom will make you feel like you have enough caffeine in your body to yeah. kill eight police officers right over there. You know, I, li- you know, I li- legit, legit cannot have like coffee <laughs> or, or cappuccinos ever in my life. Well, then you know. I mean, that, that's not what you give to someone who has ADHD and hyperactivity. That's why I, like, I have to... C- c- like, soda I can do. I can just not do coffee. So, like, like it was... <laughs> You don't want to see me take have coffee or cappuccino during like let's say a podcast marathon, like because I would make sure that that goes like t- t- double amount of t- the time that it usually. Well, and goes. this had cayenne pepper too, right? So it's like implying who the hell has pepper in tea? I, I want to point out how disappointed. If I was good at video editing, 
I would 100% make up the ending of this episode where Barry sits down and starts remembering all of the times that he and Cecile and Joe have been together. And then it's Cecile that comes out of that Savitar suit. That, that tiny little person inside that Because suit. that actually would have made all of the romantic subplot after that point feel like cruel. And it would have also explained why Savitar's arms are so short. Like, You're the worst. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great, though, if she came out and was like, okay. <laughs> just when I was starting to consider you as a son, you know, like, uh. No, I, I also okay, need wait. someone who's good at Photoshop to make a mock-up of Wells' motivational book, uh, All's Wells That Ends Wells, because that was <laughs> probably, my, even more than the reveal of Savitar, that was my favorite part of the episode. I feel like... I feel like the cover of his book, it says all's wells that ends wells. And then just in the middle is either is, is on the front. It's just a picture of his bowler hat. All That's is, it. Like, or, or, white or it's like, or it's him like with like his arm and like, a like we can do it. Like, you know, swooping kind of <laughs> Thumbs pose. Up. All, all yeah. is, wait, really all is wells is wells. Like we're really going to use his last name three times on the cover of that book. <laughs> all's wells that ends wells. Is by Harrison by- Wells or H.R. Wells, whatever he goes by. Harrison, just to finish my thoughts on the Sour Reveal. Um, initial reaction, I wasn't really shocked. I was I was surprised by his look in the face because I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what what side of the bed did you wake up on today? Because that, like, I don't know, it, it made me think of Pan of the Opera, but at the same time, it was. Kind of like, what the hell went wrong here? So, um, I'm going to pass it over to Amy and see, what did you think of it? Well, I kind of already, I said it by the time it figured out, or by the time it was revealed, I think all of us already knew at that point, because we'd all had our suspicions. And there was a couple times in the episode where it was like, oh, yep, totally future, future Barry. So I think the next question then that we have to ask is, how does Barry get there? What could possibly cause Barry Allen to hurt Iris West because that's the thing that's hard for me to to comprehend is that this is Barry Allen in no universe or time do I see him ever hurting Iris West uh so that's a discussion we need to have then the other discussion I think we need to have is is something I saw um actually bitter script reader tweet out right after he's like I don't buy it he says that is a reveal but he's like I don't think that's the big reveal is this really a Barry Allen is this our Barry Allen? Is this a different Barry Allen? There seems like there's another twist coming, especially because I, I, someone tweeted this. They're like, Grant Gustin said that it's a twist that, quote, nobody will see coming. Well, half the fandom saw this coming. So unless they seriously underestimate their shock ability, which I think that they, they've done a couple times this season, but overall, if the Flash really wants to, at least in season one, it can blow your mind if they really want to. Ish. Um so, so Andrew, do you have any theories? Do you have any ideas? Is this really Barry? Do you really see Barry being able to hurt Iris? Um, were there clues that we missed? Is something else going on? Do you have any thoughts, theories? Um, I would be very interested if this is going to somehow bring to a close the Flashpoint idea. That the, this Barry is... Because it, it, Flashpoint isn't an alternate reality, right? It's an alternate timeline. So Flashpoint happened in this world. And mm-hmm. that implies that, I mean, things that were 
in Flashpoint could have stuck around somehow in this world that we just haven't seen yet. Uh, and we also have that message on the crossover, right, about Barry yes! from like 40 years into the future or something crazy. And or like- I literally went back and watched the crossover right after the episode because I wanted to go back and see the message. Yeah. And that and it it, it it now listening to it it feels like it could be to do with a whole lot more um, specifically you know about who he became or or mm-hmm. what or what a Barry became so I'm I'm hoping that it isn't going to be like uh, all you need to know to appreciate this twist is from this episode forward I'm, I'm hoping it pulls into some of the flashpoint stuff and hopefully the crossover because that message from the future was really, really cool. So I hope that they actually capitalize on what that could be. But I mean, whether this is our Barry or I feel like it's more tragic if this is a Barry that we knew, you know, whether it is like this Barry in flashpoint or the Barry that started off or however much you wanted to get into that. I think that's only sadder if, this kind of happens to him against his will, and our our Barry is the one that causes it. So be sad. I'm the nerd who, like I said, went back and watched that Legends message. Um, he basically, not basically, I wrote it down because I was like, oh my gosh, you guys remember the time in Legends where they found the <laughs> secret message from future future Husky voice Barry? Um, he said, a war is coming, Captain Hunter, and at some point you're going to be called back to Central City to fight it. And you need to know that while you and your team were in the temporal zone, I made a choice that affected the timeline. As you know, whenever you alter the past, those changes affect the present and get compounded in the future. When you return, you will be in the new timeline I created where everyone's past and everyone's future has been affected, including yours. When you come back, don't trust anything or anyone, not even me. We thought at the time he was talking about the invasion, that that's the war he was talking about. But the part where he says that whatever changes he made in the past get compounded in the future. Mm-hmm. Andrew, I think you're onto something. I think it's possible that, that this Barry that we're seeing. Huh? Define co- compounded the future. Compounded is like dogs, when they get a bee sting, their face swells. Next time they get a bee sting, their face swells even worse. Next time they get a bee sting after that, their face swells even bigger and they get other symptoms. So each time it gets worse and builds up on itself. That's oh, okay. what compounded. So is, so is Barry the reason there are like dinosaurs in Central no, City? That, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, exactly. Let's not... Look, my, I, 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 I blame everything on Barry. Yeah, Brittany, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, Brittany. I, I just also am confused about how that's going to affect everybody else because no one else well, seems to have dinosaurs in there. Well, Mark, because Mark Guggenheim does. <laughs> well, that's because Mark Guggenheim doesn't care about Aaron Fly. He's like, no, it's not going to affect that. It shows. It's just going to be LA in 2017. That's so, Brittany. Yeah, so, Brittany. But, so, but Brittany. I hope you haven't run into any dinosaurs in LA so far, Brittany. Uh, if I see one, I will become uh, Ellie Sadler. <laughs> I want a dinosaur. Actually, we have dinosaurs yeah. here in Escondido now. <laughs> I have a new car wash that has fake dinosaurs out front, and I really want to take Rowan to go see and see what he says. And, like, you... Does he bark at the dinosaurs or what? I think you're on to something. I think it's, okay. I agree. I think that the flashpoint thing hopefully will come to a close. That it's very possible that when Barry did these different timelines, that maybe he left behind a remnant of himself in these timelines, and oh. he basically has to 
all his remnant self is living with the reality that he chose to leave his mother and father behind again, that he chose not to stay, that he's basically the cause of all this destruction and death and everything. And he's like, well, screw it. If I'm going to be death, I will become death. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you're onto something in bringing up the, the message from legends because that would, that would be awesome. Harken back to, to, to things that the legends or not legends that, that flash has done so well in the past that I think we've, lacked a little bit of the second half of the season is when they play on stuff that's happened before that's what makes it so good anyway um yeah. Brittany, what were your do you have any theories or thoughts or reactions yeah i mean i don't know i feel like a lot of people are like it can't be really barry like it has to be someone else and i definitely think it's some like i don't think it's someone using barry's face unless we're back to the whole face changing thing again that still is kind of like the big Chekhov's gun of the season, but I feel like it ha- it can't be like someone in disguise as Barry. Like it's a version of Barry. We just don't know which version of Barry or what caused this to happen. I think that's a really good point. Um, I'm that you were talking about Amy. Like what caused this Barry to kill Iris? Because that is you know the the ultimate unthinkable thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, is he trying to teach himself a lesson? Like in the worst way possible. Like that's just cold man like I don't know I really it like that was the whole thing the whole time when everyone was like oh it's the future Barry the whole time you know a lot of people including me were like it can't be Barry because Savitar the whole point of Savitar is that he kills Iris and Barry would never kill Iris so now that this whole thing is going to be very interesting I'm very interested to see how they kind of explain this or you know I wonder how much like next up, I'd like just from a little bit, not to spoil anything, but a little bit we saw from next week. It doesn't seem like they're either going to, at least the you know thirty second trailer that we got. It doesn't seem as if like we're going to get a lot more of Savitar or backstory next week. I feel like they're going to, you know, keep drawing this out. And I'm just like, I really want an explanation, and I want it to be good, like you guys were just saying. So I hope again that lives up to our expectations, and it's not just something like it has to be something good if it's Iris, you know. I hope. <laughs> Andy, what do you think? How, how A, do you think Barry will tell Iris? B, how do you think Iris will react? I will punch Barry if he doesn't tell the team next week because I'm, <laughs> I'm done with secrets. Um, I'm very violent tonight. Um, no, but first of all, I, don't I want to just respond to in terms of the, the Legends idea? What if this is what uh, brings Rip Hunter to Central City? Like, you know, what was it? Amy, read, read me that message one more time about Rip being called back to Central. No, he says a war is coming, Captain Hunter, and at some point you're going to be called back to Central City to fight it. My problem with our theory about this is that we all know that Sarah Lance is now captain, and Rip Hunter has left the building. Mm. Well, so at some point he must become would, a captain again. Or would but Barry would Barry know that though? Like he, they don't really keep in touch, and like they're like texting well, and stuff. Well, he, the Barry the Barry that contacted them was sixty years old or something. Like he was from twenty fifty six. They, they probably met at that point. Could be a different timeline for all we know. Anyway. Continue. Uh, what I was gonna say is that um, I definitely think that this is um, this is I I don't think this is our Barry from the main time. I think it is something from if it's and here we go again. Maybe a, some sort of time remnant. Maybe it is a Flashpoint consequence, which would you know, would be nice because I kind of feel like Flashpoint should get a I, look. Let's just let's just admit it. Flashpoint was not the, the most well dealt storyline on this show i'm disappointed that they only did it as one episode but and then they kind of put it on the back burn when they could have fixed so much with this universe uh but i digress anyway i 
I don't think this is a berry from our main timeline that because because you guys are right. He would never kill Iris. This must be something really messed up that will as Andrew Kreisberg described it is a heavily scarred berry that is it mm. must be something complete it, it can't be this main stable berry from a future future timeline. And because otherwise I Unless it's that fear that's... We had a listener a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago who said, what if this the Savitar is someone, some version of Barry who kills Iris in order to get his past self to stop him from becoming Savitar and, and does by... Which, you know, saves Iris in its turn. Like, I don't know if that's called a paradox or not, but... I, I don't know. It was it was a damn good fear. I will go back and listen to some episodes and see if, like, if we can find it because I, I like the person's idea. But... um. Again, I know there's a lot of people who's who are mixed on this, but and I'm again not to bring in air or anything like that, but I will say this: I'm far more interested. I'm way more interested in this whole mystery than anything anything that they've done with Prometheus for the for the past five episodes since they reveal who he is, because his motives are so freaking questionable and doesn't really make sense savitar like that he's just crazy and like dark and all those i like that and i like you know and because we're playing with time travel here it, it does if it, it definitely ends up the ante a little bit um I, I i choose to believe that these writers and that these producers have worked this out since the beginning of the season that they have an idea which you know i know i know there was an injury with andrew kreisberg right after the episode aired where he said that you know <laughs> he was kind of like almost like t- talking to the fans saying you know um anyone who thought that there wasn't a plan or we didn't know or we were making this up as we go <laughs> th- this was always where we're heading um and i trust andrew kreisberg unlike some other producers in this franchise that you know will make up deaths as they go along so I choose to trust Andrew Kreisberg and all the writers on the show that there is a good payoff coming up. And, you know, whether you like it or not, that's up to everyone else's interpretation. But I don't think this is like... We're not going to go through three episodes now as we get to the end of the season with, like, a sloppy storytelling. There, You know, it's probably going it's, it's to give us a headache because it is time travel after all. But I, I do believe that we're going to get a good payoff to all of this. Um, and... Thank God this is the final evil speech that we're going to have on the show for a very long time because, like, as much as I love this whole Savitar thing, I'm so done with evil speedsters. Uh, unless it's Matt, Matt Letcher as Reverse Flash because he is the best. Uh, but I, I'm i going to keep an open mind to all of this uh, because there's so many ideas they can do. You know, this could be a bear from the multiverse. This could be a bear from a some sort of Flashpoint effect. And maybe... That's gonna have a consequence in the finale. Who knows? Um, but I'm I'm just saying that because I like I said I I saw, we, you know and we're gonna get into the feedback in a bit and so but you know I've seen a lot of s- strong reactions. But just to say this, this is not the worst thing this show has done. If anything, they're kind of taking a twist and make, they're kind of adapting a very cool storyline from the comics and kind of making a twist out of it. You know, with uh, uh, Von Jensen and Robin Daddy's uh, future's end. Where we have a blue-looking flash that is causing a lot of problems, um, but um, but yeah, that those are my thoughts. So, um, Amy, what do you think? I just want to see if we can figure out exactly how he lost his powers because apparently his suit is the only thing that gives him his powers. Uh, Tracy let us know that at the end of the episode, and she basically 
said that they have to create some sort of apparatus to collect his energy. And like, so basically you need the firestorm suit. They need that firestorm reactor is what she's looking at needing. Um, so that might be easier than we think to actually fix. Uh, but I think that's a key thing that we need to discover soon is what exactly, not only what, what did, not only how did Barry get into this emotional state that he's in, but how did Savitar Barry get to the physical state that he's in? Because he does look like he has some sort of burns or scars or radiation poisoning. It looks like radiation poisoning to me. Um, or some sort of uh, accident, you know, timey-wimey thing. Maybe like if you, I, I don't, gosh, I don't even remember. It was some sort of Star Trek episode where if you interacted with, like when timelines interacted with each other, it actually affected their physical appearance. Um, there's there's a lot of different uh, things that could happen. So I'm I'm excited to see where things go from here. Does anybody else have anything they want to add about Savitar or thoughts, identities, future dreams? I just want to ask everyone: Are you guys annoyed that it is Barry? That it is some sort of version of Barry? Mm. I just I don't think, think annoyed. I think we need more information before I make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I am. Um... I'm just kind of surprised that Caitlin was all like, yes, sir. I'm game for it. Future scarred face. Well, Barry. Totally. Maybe. Well, maybe the maybe killer frost is sharing for, you know, like maybe she was actually a Caitlin Barry shipper. <laughs> Sorry. That, I don't know if that's mean or not, but he's like, you know, but what if she was like, you know, maybe she, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's a good question. We didn't think about like why, why did? She I mean, say- they are they are good friends. Like, it's not like I mean, it was weird the way she answered it. Like, that was like the killer frosty part of her answering it. But it kind of makes sense that Caitlyn would follow Barry because they are they are not you know not Caitlyn Cisco close, but they're pretty they're pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Why did she? I mean, I'm because I keep I keep wondering like, how does. Killer Frost, like, you know, do, does she remember everything that Kaylin does? Like, does she have access to all her memories and feelings and stuff like that? She must, because she knows how to push their buttons. Well, she literally knows how to push a button. And, like, she, she literally knows how to work Star Last, because last week she was like, guys, my fingerprint still works. That's, oh my god, she's so, she's so damn sassy. I love it. Like it. All right, should we move on to feedback? Let's do it. Um, oh my gosh, there's a lot of feedback. Good. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's do this. First, we're going to start with the tweets for the feedback. First off, thank you to everybody who tweeted us and emailed us. We may not be able, we may not have gotten them all. We had so much reaction tonight. So if we accidentally skipped yours, that's genuinely, we're sorry. We just got so much. Maybe we can do what the Legends Podcast does on their website. You guys post the the remaining feedback on the site if they haven't been read, right? No. I saw Kat do it, like, a few times this season. We've done that a couple times, I guess, occasionally, if we've had excessively long emails, which are not, doesn't mean it's bad. It just means we don't have time to read it all. Um, so occasionally we've done that. First tweet is from Swara Sali 1. He said, great episode. Glad to see Barry figure it out on his own. Killer action scenes. Ha, 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 ha. Great drama. Hashtag Joe Seal for the win. <laughs> At... Tammy Yim one, yes, Avatar ideal is re- ID is revealed. No one believed me when I kept telling people it was him. <laughs> Cough, not Ronnie Firestorm. <laughs> <laughs> At Desi Understorm Nogler said, unless it's some alternate universe, Barry, the premise is ridiculous, and even then it makes no sense. 
at Austin Lee Mead. All right, everyone uh, at Flash Podcast and at home, get your whiteboards out so we have some time theories <laughs> and parallel timelines to draw. Yeah, I can do that for you. Return of the whiteboard. The return of the whiteboard. It never left. At Breeze Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. At Breeze Riley said he was taken back by the reveal. Now the question is, what drove him to become Savitar? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Great action from Carlos and Tom Felton in this episode. At Rachel Eiley, crazy episode. I feel like it being future Barry is slightly meh because I felt like they could make it more interesting. I loved Killer Frost outfit, though, and so excited that we're getting to see Snart again. About time. That was a big reveal a couple days ago on the news feed. We're getting to see Snart back. Dun, dun, dun. At American underscore Red 13, heart was pounding from the buildup. And I was way off with my guess. The last three episodes will be very interesting, to say the least. At B. Rogers 789, I predict that it was future Barry, but in hindsight, it was so obvious. Savitar said, I am the future Flash. Twice. So cool that Savitar is actually a pretty intriguing rendition of the black and blue future Flash from the comics. At 666666 underscore Lucci, whenever it had... Uh, whenever it had the big reveal, I had the realization that Barry might kill himself to stop Savitar like Eddie did with Zoom. <gasps> you guys. I'm not, ready. Really I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for it. I can't handle it. But then what yeah. version of Barry would exist? Oh, I'm just like no, having no so one. many timey-wimey things happening It right would be now. a paradox. <laughs> I think. This would be interesting. At Ber- Bergamo Leo, great episode, did not predict that reveal, but I am perplexed as to why your future self would want to ruin its past self's lives. Like, that's a good point. Like, I hate myself so much. From Christy <laughs> Haley, they tease us, give us clues, and then reveal it in the best possible way. I now have a broken finger from punching a solid wooden bed frame. <laughs> this episode was all sorts of romance and actions. Frankly, I still can't breathe. I'm excited to see how he will tell the team. So very uh, first, you were if you're punching your finger into the bed. I'm sorry. I hope you get it taken care of. Uh, first emails from Laurel Simon. She said, "I watched the new app and I am fifty-fifty on the reveal. I was anxious for it up until that point. I regularly read ScreenRant.com and they had some solid theories on who Savitar would be. So part of me already had a feel on who it could be. Grant Gustin mentioned it would be a twist that no one saw coming, but he was wrong on this." I think the reveal trope and evil speedster has run its course and hope they do change direction for season four. So mm. while the reveal was so-so, I just hope the season ends strong. Next one is from Lauren. She said, hey guys, I really like this week's episode. I love Tracy Brand. She seemed to have great chemistry with the cast and I'll always take another female scientist. I'm also in love with Killer Frost's new suit. It's gorgeous and fits the character so well. Danielle Pennebaker has been killing it, no pun intended, playing a villain. You can tell she's having a lot of fun. This may be a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I liked the Savitar reveal. It ties together the theme of the season of inner demons in being your own worst enemy. I wish they didn't do the flashbacks before the reveal, though. I thought it made it less climactic. Overall, a fun character that sets up a lot of exciting stuff for the last or for the last three episodes. Next one is an email from Caleb Kim. He said, holy cow, I cannot believe that episode. It was seriously jaw-dropping. At first, I thought it was Cisco who was Savitar because Caitlin trusts him and Cisco has robot hands in the future. Ooh, I didn't think about that. She the did. future Barry. <laughs> what? She did? She had robot hands? In the... Oh, wait, you meant Cisco had robot hands. Cisco did. I thought you, I, when she said she had robot hands. <laughs> he had like, like, Anakin we... hands. Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the future Barry is scary and I might have nightmares. Great episode and I can't see can't wait to see what happens in the next couple of episodes. Predictions. I think Barry is going to offer to sacrifice his life to save everyone else's, especially Iris. Apparently this is a popular theory. All right, the next one is from Dylan Exner. He says, okay, I have a theory. Just because they showed Grant Gustin's face doesn't mean Ronnie's not, at least partially, Savitar. After all, he can merge with Stein, so why not Barry? This would explain all the unstable, overheated static electricity that Tracy was talking about. I mean, just look at what happened with Stein when Stein merged with Tomahawk. Plus, did you get a load of that burned scar? Ooh. And I like to add that much of what Savitar can do is very much in line with Firestorm's abilities. Transmutation, speaking through other people, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and he says, plus I made this handy equation. Oh, I want to see There's this. An equation. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy, you guys. Emo Berry plus Ronnie equals Firestorm. No. Oh, no. Evil Berry plus Ronnie going off Firestorm equals Future Flash with Scarface. <laughs> so that's certainly possible. Like, I, I, I noticed that right away when Tracy suggested a thing. I remember I said it sounded like a little bit like a Firestorm's thing. So there could be something else going on. Um, there was also that totally brought home an idea that I forgot to mention and that I just completely forgot. Was it from I literally, uh, was it from like, I think you guys can see my thought just going out the one ear. Like, it's actually going off into the atmosphere right now. I, can't, I don't remember what I was going to say. Was it from Mari? Maybe that maybe you, I thought you guys had a conversation. Maybe that was something you thought of. Mm, I don't remember. Anyway, that's most of the feedback that we got. Thank you guys for sharing. Uh, you guys are fantastic as always. Please feel free to tweet us, tweet us individually, send us emails. We love to chat. Um, I'm sure we'd all be interested in going more into detail about Savitar stuff. But like Andrew said, we might just wait until and see what they come up with for the next couple of episodes and see where things go. So now we're going to do some uh, some quick plugs, and then we're going to do a very short preview section for next week's episode. So then um, we're going to skip uh, the podcast plug because I, you know, you guys know all the links. So uh, let's go around the table quickly. Uh, Amy, where can people find you on social media and your other projects? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy underscore Marie 97. You can also find me as a host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Twitter is at Legends underscore podcast. Even though the season is done, Legends of Tomorrow season two is now officially entirely on Netflix. Definitely encourage everyone to watch it if you're into it better than season one. And then go listen to our podcasts and tell us what you think. And if you're in San Diego and like animals, where can they find you? You can find me at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Um, Brittany, I was about to say Brandy, kind of combining Andrew and Brittany. So, okay, Brittany, where, where can people find you on uh, social media and your other projects? You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm tweeting a lot about hockey these days, so I apologize in advance. Uh, at Kinda Movie Snob, K-I-N-D-A Movie Snob. You can find my writing on the Marvel Report, uh, and you can find me on Screen Rant. And that is, oh, and on Clever Girls, Clever uh, Girls Without an Eye on Twitter as well. And Andrew, where can uh, people find you when, when you're not busy, uh, like, um, fan, uh, you know, fan writing about uh, Joe Seal's upcoming wedding that will probably happen <laughs> at some point? Yeah, you can find my fanfic. Uh, <laughs> I do not have what it takes for fanfic. JoeSealForLive.tumblr.com <laughs> slash yeah. R-rated. Oh, my God. I, Joe Seal, lover, 4492. I, that was taken, actually. 
Um, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, no, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Andrew B D Y C E, and I'm writing all the time at ScreenRant.com, and um, I am also tweeting about hockey, but mainly just like taunting how stressed out Brittany is these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so stressful. You have no idea. I mean, other hockey fans probably have an idea, but it's been very stressful. Basically, I don't you, sports you... at all, so I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what... mean. Any of the about. Basically, when Brittany tweets in caps, you can you will know that she's t- t- tweeting about sports games. Um, I I sometimes don't even know if it's baseball or hockey. I'm just like, okay, she's <laughs> she's either really mad that her team didn't do well, or she's really happy that one player did something really awesome. That I like, she will throw names. I'll be like, I it's like, I don't know what that is. Um, but it's, it's always it's nice because pe- people are like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's just it's literally just sports sports things like but everyone it's okay you know from around april till june until my team gets kicked out i'm very emotional it's fine oh my god we have to, we have to do with, we have to deal with it i thought it printed a month no, i'm kidding i'm just, i'm getting um i mean it could be it could they could be done like two days depending on how they're playing but you know we'll see hopefully it'll go till june and uh, yeah Everyone can find me on social media, uh, both my public Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Andy Babacht, which is spelled B-A-H-B-A-K-H-T. And you can find all my work at uh, Hero Hollywood, at uh, The Mallport, um, DC Podcast, and yeah, I think that's all I do. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I, I don't even remember what I do anymore besides uh, those things. So uh, yeah, but if you want to talk geek stuff with me, um, just tweet me at Andy Babacht and we... We shall chat. So um, we're gonna skip the podcast because you guys know where it is. So um, so that so we're gonna wrap up our episode discussion. We're gonna do a quick po- trader discussion for next week's episode, and then we're gonna wrap up this very this very long but understandably episode. So for everyone here on the on the Flash podcast, if you're not sticking around, I'm Andy B. I'm Amy Marie. I'm Brittany. And I'm Andrew. And we'll see you next time on the Flash podcast. become Savitar. Savitar is a version of Barry from the future. He remembers everything that Barry does. What if Barry can't remember what we're doing now? Do you want to mess with his brain? Just a little bit. I want to stop you from making new memories. Let's do it. Who are all of you? Oh my lord. This is slight miscalculation. Where the hell am I? Is this a dentist office? The Flash, only this Tuesday at 8, 7 central on the CW. And welcome back. What you just heard was the audio for, for the trailer for episode 21 of Flash Season 3 called Cause 
and effect. And Brittany's going to read the official description, and then we're going to discuss what we just saw and heard. So, Brittany, take it away. Drastic times call for drastic measures. Barry takes drastic measures to stop Savitar. Meanwhile, HR continues to push Tracy Brand, guest star Ann Dudek, to design a trap for Savitar and Killer Frost. And Killer Frost returns with an interesting proposal. <laughs> David McWhittier directed the episode written by Julian Nira and Lauren Serto. I thought they... Didn't they take Kaylin in? They let her go? And Savitar scooped her up and ran off. Oh, right. <laughs> it went too fast for me to notice. Um, so, okay. That was bad. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So, let's go around the table quickly and just get everyone's initial reaction. So, uh, Amy, um, thoughts on what you just saw? Uh, this looks like this is going to be a fun, silly filler episode to give us a brief little emotional break before we get to the final two episodes, two, three episodes, which will destroy our uh, emotional sanity. So I'm looking forward to it. Brittany? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be good. I'm already laughing at the trailer. Um, and hopefully it will give us a little bit more Tracy and a little bit more... Maybe oh, and a little bit more reasoning behind some things that we think might happen. Just a little bit, a little tease for the big, the big push for the finale. Uh, Andy, not Andy, uh, Andrew. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Andy. What do you, what do you think? Um, I, <laughs> Sorry. Does no one call you Andy uh, ever? Uh, well, nobody calls me Andy, but um, I would say that. I am most excited for dragging the claw along the wall. Yes. Uh, because that implies like spooky in a way that we haven't seen yet. And I'm psyched for that. If Grant Gustin also gets to play that outside of the suit, that's mainly what I'm looking forward to now is just what he does with this. I mixed it because I don't, the, the trailer made it seem like that, that the team dealing with the, the knowledge that Barry is Savitar is way too comedic. I'm kind of like, this is how th- these people process something like this. You, you know, your best friend is Avatar. Let's just, I, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed a little. I mean, maybe I'm nitpicking, uh, but it's it just seemed too light. And I'm like, no, you guys should be freaking out. You guys should be terrified. Like, and also, like, why why is Cisco erasing Barry's memories? All will be revealed next week on The Flash. It isn't on the CW. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I see, look what the CW has done to me after five years of doing all this. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I I get, Amy, what you were saying, that it's, it seemed like a very like fun like filler episode. I mean, I hope that this isn't like filler. I mean, I, the, there needs to be some progression now. That, okay, th- we're, we have three episodes left before the season finale. We, like I don't really like I'll be pissed off if like they don't really do anything next week. Um maybe it's just a description that is just very brief, which has been the case for the past four or five episodes that it barely doesn't tell us anything. I think literally episode fifteen had like one sentence about Barry goes into speed force to say Wally, uh, or whatever, uh, or and HR gives Jesse some advice. Um Pick up HR, I never wanna Never want to hear HR telling someone like Iris to focus when he can't even like focus keeping his pants on around around Tracy because wow I oh. no but I'm sorry he they were just flirting no he seemed very okay I'm just gonna say it he seemed very horny and it was creepy 
I'm sorry. Like, I know you guys like Hadron more than I do, but I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I, I, it was too much for me. Um, and I'm probably gonna get some hate mail because I, God forbid, had an opinion about uh, a fictional character. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I just hope there is there is some actual point to next week's episode that there isn't just, you know, goofing around or whatever. Like you know, oh, we accidentally erase his memories, uh, yada yada yada. So, um, oh my God, Andrew, that's genius. Did you just make that? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Amy, 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 go look at Andrew just tweeted. You're gonna laugh. Literally but, made my night. Um, but yeah, no, but I, uh, no, I'm looking forward to to see what they're doing next week. But I just hope that it's not just a waste of time because I'm like, look, I, I see this is once again one of the issues why we shouldn't have 23 episode seasons <laughs> for people for, for people wondering why we're laughing. Andrew just put together. Uh, uh, a, Who a did photo. this? Andrew, did you make this? I don't know what you guys are talking about. I found that online. <laughs> Stop lying. The Oswalds, the Can, Enswells? I, can yeah, I buy that so, on Amazon? It's on, send the link to Amazon. I need to buy I that. Think, yeah, I, I, I think that's for people wondering. For looks. people wondering what what we're freaking out about, Andrew just made a a, a cover for all 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 Oswalds that Enswells by H.R. Wells with a with a, a promo shot of uh, of uh, Tom Cavanaugh from like season one. Uh, oh, does he do an audiobook version of it? Oh gosh, I hope so. I I would buy that uh, rather than buying the book. I don't like reading. Um, <laughs> does that make me sound lazy? Um, probably a little bit. Um, I think this is what happened with us when we when we we get too long. So um, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, but uh, if thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, three more episodes to go. We are almost at the 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 stretch mark now. So um, we hope you enjoyed our discussion and. Um, Thank you for tweeting your feedback, and we will see you next week on the Flash Podcast.